Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace is on the porch starting the show off with us. And you can be a part of the show. Call us at 210-308-8867. Or today is a beautiful day to come on out to Millburgers oh, at 1604 yeah. on Boulevardy Road. It is what a difference a day makes, as the song <laughs> says. It's a... Uh, I'm looking for a cloud. I saw a cloud earlier, but I don't see many up there. This is the kind of day that makes we makes us glad to be out on the porch. Yeah, nice breeze too. Feels Yesterday good. Yesterday was kind of iffy. Yesterday was kind of iffy. <laughs> Yesterday was kind of scary times. But uh, but the ne- neat thing is, I looked at my grass as I pulled out this morning uh, to come over here, and I've got real gl- grass coming up. All right. St. Augustine, Floritown. That that fast? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, mine's pushing through too. It's uh Is my uh volume right? Oh probably. Are you not hearing it? <laughs> well, mine never went away. No, well yeah. Between between the uh my uh the weeds that we like so much. My bluegrass is gone. Well, you know, I make my wife mow and I make her water. Uh, so oh, yeah. I, well, I that, still have green grass. I, I didn't mow or water. But uh, he didn't catch the important part of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but the neat thing I was thinking coming over here, are you not listening, playing with us, uh, Calvin? I'm sorry? Are you not listening to the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, He's trying to. Te- my Techn- hearing aid isn't working. I can't hear it. Uh, oh, Te- technical and, uh, difficulties. So- sometimes that's not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I was going to ask Calvin when, uh, since the Millburgers premium lawn and garden fertilizers finally on sale, got it in. finally got it in. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it co- but it costs more. <laughs> Two for sixty dollars. I did, I thought you just rounded it off because of me. No, they went up on the price, so I had to go up on the price, yeah. but I still tried to make it affordable. Yeah, it is. And two bags, and they what's that bag? 40, 40 pound, pound bag. 7,600 square foot per bag. Yeah. 4% iron in ours. Slow release. Mm-hmm. What's the importance of the iron? Well, our soil's very uh, alkaline, our water's very alkaline, and if you don't add iron regularly, you have you may have grass, but it may be yellow grass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it also uh, it, putting it down. You used to the uh, lawn services would apply sulfur, and uh, but they quit that to to green the lawn up, uh, like you're saying. Uh, but they quit that <laughs> because they were killing lawns, hmm. and uh, they couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. Come to find out, all the lawns that they treated after they had lunch died, got killed with too much sulfur. Because sulfur has to be completely agitated or 
continuously agitated to keep it in solution or it'll put on too much sulfur when you so they would stop their trucks for lunch <laughs> wait an hour or so come back go to the next shop shop and that sulfur is always on the bottom of the of the tank so th this is the best way if you're going to add sulfur this is the best way to do it uh in a because it's a small amount of sulfur that you need uh, and it should it, it it will help green up the lawn quite a bit but that 1959 are you listening to us calvin now i am he's got i can ask a question uh I'm seeing my grass. It's about um, two or three inches tall. Uh, should I fertilize now? Or just buy my fertilizer now? Buy it? Fertilize, is it, which, is it the annual bluegrass weeds? No, no, it's, no. It's, no. it's four tams coming back. Yeah, four tams coming Oh, yeah. I think I'd just go buy ahead and buy it. fertilizer. Buy yeah. it because it's on sale. Yeah. And once you've had to mow it twice and the weeds don't count, it's go. time to apply. There you go. And I ordered another truck behind this one because it, took, right. it took this one with almost five or six weeks to show up. Yeah. Oh, so, um, yeah. So buy it now because it may not be, <laughs> it may be a while before the other one shows up. Yeah, and that's that's good for, well, it says on here, it's good for uh, uh, vegetables, great, great, flowers. Great for all southern lawns, trees, shrubs, vegetables, and flower garden. But so, ought to because you helped write the label. Did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, I got. I love this label. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, some people, and in the in the couple, thirty forty years ago, they used to sell. Trace used to sell a fertilizer for every plant. Still, still do a lot. <laughs> uh, there are some things that are very specific. Really, what? Well, annuals are going to want a high phosphorus, so what? that would be like super blue. What about 1959 for annuals? Well, you could, but you're not telling the plant you want it to bloom. You're feeding it. Well, I would describe that as you go to your, your favorite Italian restaurant, <laughs> and you get your favorite meal, Yeah, lasagna or whatever. Uh, well, actually, I can't use this for you. Uh, <laughs> your, your wife wants something different, Chinese. She... <laughs> she she got her, also your favorite meal and she didn't get Chinese so I dropped her wanted, off at the Chinese place. She wanted something different <laughs> and uh, you fed her what you like. There you go. Oh, okay. Did you get where I was going? <laughs> yeah, that was a long way getting there. Wasn't That's it? okay. <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, if you just have to buy one fertilizer, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You it works. You don't have to for your trees and your. It's worked, worked for me for 20-plus years. Yeah, so. yeah. But all that individual fertilizer was sold, I mean, for individual plants, were that market was basically before 1959 slow release came out. You know, that, that how many years has that been? Quite a while. Since 1959 came one out. Of the, one of the things I like about the... Oh, that, the went, that went all the way back to... Uh, 1688 homogenous. Yeah, went from that to the recognition <laughs> of the 1959. Right, because that the before the 1959, they, some of those fertilizers were a little tough to use. You had to be. Yeah, you know, the, like I said, the best one before that was a 1688 
homogenized. So every granule had the exact same chemical makeup. So you couldn't really screw it up. Huh. But uh, <laughs> you, you could, know, you, you, could you, burn, you could burn. I, I just always remember though when you lay, laid the fertilizer, if you you know over overlapped, you mm-hmm. have a, have that extra growth. Yeah. Or, or you, you know, streaks you in quite, the, streaks in yeah. the yard. You uh, always <laughs> had an issue. I don't. I don't. And maybe somebody can call in and clear clear this up for me. Have you ever seen a grass or lawn? Or plant killed with 1959. I have not from over fertilization. Now, I, it'd be before 1959. I've seen them burnt. Oh yeah, tops burnt. But I'm sure. saying with 1959. I really haven't. That's what one of the advantages yeah. of using it is. Uh, maybe you know, maybe we're not being. Maybe some places we're not getting enough of it on, or maybe yeah. too much. But. It, it allows you to have a, a little slack. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, it doesn't seem to be, you don't see a l- real variation. No. Be, um, if you're relatively. We're talking terrible. about not being able to burn the plant with 19.5 now. Okay. So if you've killed your yard or any plants with 19.59, please call in. My wife could do it. Uh, can't she? Has she, she done it? Yeah. Uh-oh. Spread, with the spreader, and oh. she had it open too high, and uh. then she just opened it, and it stopped rolling. So it oh, all just kept pouring no. out the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> she mulched with it. <laughs> but Jerry always says you can mulch with I uh, know. You can use copious amounts. Uh, oh, okay. I know you can't burn it with Osmoco. But, uh, no, well, of course, 50% of this stuff is uh, slow-release nitrogen. And I've I've always contended that when we tell people how many pounds or cups per uh, hundred square feet, that they're going to double it or maybe triple it. Really? Yeah. The more is better. Philosophy. uh, They all think. Everybody thinks that. Okay. (laughs) And that's the good news about nineteen five nine. It's slow release, so you're only putting fifty percent of an active nitrogen on there that can burn or damage it. I think based on our uh, conversations with our uh, listeners and uh, with our folks that respond to the articles, I, I would almost guess it's the opposite that they under, you know, they, they say, yes, I fertilized. Then you ask them what they, what they fertilized. <laughs> so, so, you know, the average person buys one bag no matter what. No matter how big their yard is, how small their yard is, <laughs> so you know somebody with a three or four thousand square foot yard is going to use a forty pound bag. So sometimes that's overkill, sometimes that's <laughs> underkill. Uh, same thing if their yard is too big. The odds are they are going to go under, but uh, you know they they don't read the label. Yeah, well, they, well, they or they they use one of those specialty fertilizers, imagination fertilizers, and. Mm-hmm. So, but, but that's a good one. That's yeah, the one we I, recommend. That's really easy to and use. That, even, and even, even, even at two for $60, that's uh, the neat thing about it that you can u- use it all the way through the uh, growing season. Well, and it is made especially for us. And so it is not an equal to what you'll find at okay. any of the other nurseries that carry the, still the same correct ratio. Yeah, you, oh, won't, yeah. you won't find that ratio at a box store. 
Oh. Uh, only an independent nursery that knows what they're doing. Yeah. And again, ours is better. Yeah. Okay. Y'all did good. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, we talked about uh, Alamanda yesterday, and uh, I think it's one of the most underused tropical that that we have. It's pretty decent in a pot. Yeah, just yeah, like you'd is. use a hibiscus. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem to be as temperature sensitive you know hibiscus if if the nights are too hot they might shed all their buds before yeah. they even open and yeah. i haven't i haven't seen that happen with an alamanda no still gotta protect it though tell me about these uh tropical hibiscus that you got on sale well they're almost gone and have you got oh <laughs> sorry but, but go ahead uh, did you get some of those kinky looking ones that uh they're they're breeding now kinky. almost black uh, Oh, uh, uh, no. dark purple, velvety. Uh, no, nothing. I did get some yoders in of some odd colors, but yeah. um, and they were mixed in. But they are—they were the first ones that got picked out. Yeah, that's yeah. a radio. They've done a lot on uh, with tropical hibiscus as far as the colors. Get, uh, you want to be on the radio? Uh, no, I was just wondering uh. where the grass is. All right, again, 210-308-8867. <laughs> where the what? Oh. Grass. Uh-huh. You got grass, straight? Uh, if we have any grass, it'll be up front, ma'am, in the parking yeah. lot. In the parking lot. Oh, it'll yeah. At the end of the parking lot. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Again, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Sorry. And where's the bathroom, Trace? <laughs> <laughs> so when I say it, I say two story building around the left and up the ramp, or around the back and up the ramp. Oh, okay. I say if they go to steps, they're in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good point. He's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I think he's better than you are, man. But, you know, I, I, was, I like I, that ramp I, thing. I'm going to start using that. I'll listen to the cashier tell somebody, and I'll still walk over and see where they go, and they still come up here. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they're told right. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. What are they going to do when I level this building? Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't. What? It seems, <laughs> like, it seems like they're not a critical list. They don't. Uh, it's not a critical listen until they get a little ways away and then they say i didn't understand that. No. Yeah. <laughs> so i better verify i don't know if y'all even know this there's a little sign right here too yeah no oh, no yeah. wait that's in that tree around the side there's a sign. it makes no difference <laughs> people don't read people will stand under the sign and still ask us where's the bathroom yeah so <laughs> It is, a, it is a very important question. Oh, absolutely. At certain, certain points during the day. Well, and, and generally, it's a question that you don't have time uh, to wait very right. long to have answered. Especially if you're a little boy that's holding yeah. his, and just jumping up and down on his feet trying to get <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, Trace, what else is going on here? We mentioned uh, the seniors, the fertilizer. Uh, Jerry was bragging on the uh, the peppers yesterday. Well, I got I got more of those petite knockouts coming this week. Oh, good. And let's see what else. Yeah, we were talking about, about that before that? the show started. I saw, I was telling uh, Trace, I saw a man loading up the back of his truck with those. <laughs> he probably had about a dozen or so. That, what, so. Uh, what about uh, the ingredients to a butterfly landscape? What are we? We had mist flowers. <laughs> I think we sold most of those. All right, there's still some butterfly weed on a cart behind the building that we haven't had a chance to put away because of the rain yesterday. <laughs> okay, and that's trop- tropical milkweed. So that's there, and uh, uh, I got some Russian sage in, yeah, sort of. <laughs> uh, we got some Dorfruelia in there. Looks good. 
What's that, what's that blue, what's that salvia right there? That blue salvia over there. Other side of the tree. I'm pretty sure it's mealy blue or uh, Victoria. Oh, mealy, mealy. Okay. Good deal. All right, well, let's take this quick, uh, this opportunity to take a quick break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up from the lovely and beautiful Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. See the stars come through my room while your loving attitude is like a flame that lights. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace went off to do some business, but I want to talk to you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, if it's bugging you, I love to say Spider-Man can help you get rid of it. And I was talking to uh, Spider-Man, and there was a couple things that are really active right now with the rains and stuff. Uh, they were getting a lot more calls for mice and rats getting into people's homes. Uh, and uh, fleas are getting to be up there, too. And I'm betting with the weather the way it was, it doesn't take much water to breed mosquitoes. Uh, the mosquito populations will be up as well. You can check out the Into Care Mosquito Trapping System at SpidermanTermiteAndPestControl.com. That's SpidermanTermiteAndPestControl.com. And uh, you can uh, find out how it works. It's a great system used here at the nursery as well as... Uh, Oh, like Disney World and Disneyland and uh, uh, Miami uses it. And uh, Spider-Man brought it uh, to town. And now a lot of people are using it. But Spider-Man has got the most experience with it here uh, locally. And uh, he can help you and tell you more about it. Give him a call, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. And uh, go online to find him at Spider-Man. All right, go SpidermanPest.com, go SpidermanPest.com. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I got bad news for everybody. Oh, no. All that heavy rain that we got yesterday, day before, last yeah. week, it drowned all the fires. They're gone. Really? Yeah. There won't, there won't be any more fire. I doubt that. What? Uh, Just the opposite. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> they're, they'll be coming the up. mounds are floating on the yeah. on top of the ground. The good thing is you can see where the mounds are. You know, when it's dry, yeah. they and, don't have that top mound. And uh, I don't know if it's my imagination, but they're angry about it. Too. Is that right? Are they angry? Fire, yeah, well, they had to clean all that stuff out of their hey, nest. Uh, they they kind of like a happy medium with no. moist <laughs> soil. They don't like to be flooded so that they have to move their uh, tunnels and everything up to the top but uh where was it that they were... oh i i know yeah at our house we had a oh yeah judy was conferring with a uh, a carpenter that we used and they both got into fire rates. oh no mm. yeah so they yeah you what you know they'll mess you up yeah yeah judy said well i hadn't Seen fire ants in yeah. weeks, <laughs> and then then they just walk 
uh, five feet away from the porch, and there they were. Yeah, they're they're there. They're not going anywhere. I got a deal from Johnson City Joe before I left the house today. Are those more? Those are different folks with uh, more <laughs> yeah. neuroses. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's gonna sell well. Uh, he he sent me this. Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> he sent me this from uh, Vogel Orchards, uh, two ninety, outside of Stonewall, Texas. And they sent, he sent this newsletter out that our previous crop outdate update was in the midst of a wild winter storm with lots of uncertainty about the potential effects. As it turns out, the winter blast was exactly what we needed to finish the bud chill process. <laughs> Depends <laughs> yeah, on... Yeah, I feel the same way you do, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, we are now looking at one of the best crops in several years, although it would start a couple of weeks behind normal. Yeah. Uh, at this time, we are likely three to four weeks from our first harvest and to expect all the varieties to be later than normal schedule. Keep in mind that the harvest schedule can be accelerated or delayed further by weather conditions. As always, watch our websites for updates. The plum and blackberry crops look strong as well. Good news all over, all around for 2021. My I, plums did, did not. <laughs> no. Did you not know, you know how cold it got in the hill country? In the single digits ah. for a long time. Now, what I'm hoping is uh, that these people... These orchard people are looking at the fruit, you know, the little fruit on the trees, and they better check them and make sure they're mm-hmm. not dead, dead uh, embryos. Well, we ta- discussed that yesterday a little bit too. There's, there are symptoms or characteristics on some of the fruit trees, depending on how, ch- how much chill they have and how, when they bloomed and everything that, that really look like lack of chill but of course it's probably related to the cold, cold. yeah same kind of damage basically yeah so now, it, that, that, I, I would not i would not bet my i wouldn't either. fortune on the, i wouldn't go to the banker <laughs> with a promise of a great crop but anyway i hope i hope they're right yeah i love the love those uh peaches uh, hill country peaches i think the, i i would uh, bet that some of some of the varieties will do do well, but it's going to be a little hard to predict until yeah. we get farther into the season. <laughs> uh, wait till after the first. Uh, Doctor Lyons used to say the first uh, swell. You know, he called it a swell, or maybe even the second swell. Before, if they don't fall off, then you're in business. If they do fall off, then well, it's hard, hard for them to get any bigger when they fall off. Yeah, right. And uh, like we were talking, uh, was it last weekend, about uh, how when they fall, the little peaches fall off the trees from freeze damage, they all fall at once. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, very upsetting to people. And it's hard hard to p- people to accept that cause compared to uh, 
it wasn't it was uh two weeks ago i think when i was having this discussion with a yeah. backyard grower and he just he just knew it was a <laughs> raccoon or uh, a possum <laughs> or maybe even rats but I, yeah it ter- you know it turned out there was absolutely no damage from up to the fruit and i yeah. said they don't just usually pull them off and throw them on the ground. <laughs> They, and the, they and taste they, them. You know. Usually, as, as I remember it, I hadn't seen that in a long, long time. But don't they have a little piece, portion of the stem on it that falls off with it? Can, yeah. Did, yeah. 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 I, I think I remember that. But uh, the, you want, the main thing that's pretty obvious is that, that pattern, and then not a one chew mark in any place. Yeah, right. So mm. uh, I hope we don't have those questions later on. But I'm saying, uh, beware. Save those for Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> beware. And I would be remiss uh, by not mentioning the ta- Texas Master Gardener Virtual Conference coming up May 18th and 19th. And so why am I mentioning is that, it? Is that the one that's in, inspirational? Yeah, that's right, with the inspirational yes. speakers. And uh, I would, the reason I'm mentioning it, not because the uh, program is the uh, 18th and 19th of May, because the registration is closing pretty soon, Milton. Within hours. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's literally true. That's literally Less than 12 true. hours away. <laughs> The registration for this thing, uh, it's a great in program. Radio. And uh, first time they've tried the virtual deal. But uh, it's a, it's going to be, uh, you've got to register for it by tonight at midnight. And uh, you, you're okay. You're okay. You're just, there you go. The talk, Hang on. He's got to finish. He's okay. <laughs> you can just talk. You, you'll be on the air. We got you. What's going on? What we're looking at is a tree for Do we do the dry or do we do the humid? You're okay. There we go. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Would a, would a tree that can handle the humidity be better for the palm trees or one that can handle dry? Because we, we're almost drought all the time. What? But it's from, we're it's in a very humid area. So. It's for McAllen? It's always yes, McAllen. Okay. McAllen? What's the best pecan from Macallan? Pecan? Oh. Forget it. Why? Uh, it's not a good place to grow pecans? Yeah, they, uh, Dr. Larry Stein, who's a pecan expert in there in the state. Uh, Why do I, what do I hear back there? They've tried, <laughs> they've tried different and I think there's several orchards down there. Uh, but uh, for some reason, they never, never, I don't know whether it scabbed the disease on it or whether they, uh, it has something to do with the uh, cold. I think they have a, a small cold uh, select uh, required. Now, they surely the uh, agent on it, the extension agent, Probably got a list of recommended varieties. I know the ones in my neighborhood who used to have pecans all the time, and in the last couple of years I haven't seen any pecans anywhere. Hmm. But I was still tempted to try to grow one. 
I mean, the the pecans. We're in the valley on your neighbors. Yeah. And your neighbors. Yeah. There's there's two nice big huge trees, and in the last couple of years, not one pecan is not one. But the trees are still but there. But the trees are still there, <laughs> and they're okay. But they are not producing. Producing. Oh. Well, this this last few years, of course, it may be different down there. But we we've had a little problem with uh, lack of moisture, mm-hmm. and we don't. Well, we can't hardly spray in the residential areas right. anymore, so we have a lot of reduction. It's hard to irrigate. Yeah, and they have a scab. Uh, they have a, a fungus disease. And the scab is going to be on the tree or on the leaves? Uh, both. Uh, and I, on, a lot of times on the nut, the nuts will fall off. But you haven't seen any haven't nuts seen on that. the ground. haven't seen any nuts. Mm-hmm. I always, uh, of course... I always think of the the tree the varieties that work best for us here. Um, desirable, desirable, yeah. And then my then my, my favorite though, the one that's that ripens early. Uh, Rapaho. Well, no. I doubt if uh, there's been any of those planted down there because that's a new variety, fairly new variety. Uh, the one that the one that the aphids don't buy. Yeah, right. All right, guys. Plantanswers.com, I think, Plant I think it has a section. They got a lot on on pecans, but they I think they also have uh, sections. A map. Yeah, of pecan yeah, varieties. varieties. Okay. What what varieties seem to work best in these various areas? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Okay, thanks. thanks. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-80. Well, that doesn't free up a line. It frees up a <laughs> frees up the porch. At, yeah, I didn't. Right here I didn't finish my. Okay, finish your thing. Try out for I know your registration for the Texas Master Gardener Vital Virtual Conference. Traffic? Yeah, we just pick up traffic. <laughs> Do what? Can you hear that? Oh yeah, <laughs> traffic. Yeah, he did away with it. Yeah, there you go. It's better now. Thank you, Melissa. You're welcome. Our, our tech, uh, crack, crack technician over here. <laughs> I always think of Bill McReynolds did, yeah. did radio for 40 or 50 years. Uh, he would take, y'all have to take tests for, uh, to be on the radio. I mean, uh, and all, all of them are. I don't know what I included, but uh, Mac Reynolds, even though he'd been on the radio 40 or 50 years, he never is... could pass the technic. Tech, uh, oh, how odd. <laughs> how to fix it. Oh, how to okay. fix the machine. He just knew to put the tape in there and talk. Yeah. I, yeah. But anyway. That's uh, not that odd. If you want to uh, see some more about the program. It costs it uh, costs fifty dollars, and like I say, you have to register by midnight tonight. Uh, you can go to plantanswers.com, and I've had my webmaster put all this information on plantanswers.com. You had to hustle to get that in. Down, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and down uh, to the left of uh, down on the front page, and you'll see the pretty picture by it. And then it'll give you pl- things to click on, like the programs and the inspirational speakers. 
of which yes david rodriguez is an inspirational speaker. I don't know. I bet you didn't know that. I don't know of anybody more inspirational. The Pope is a speaker there, too, isn't he? (laughs) And uh, Larry Stein, Dr. Larry Stein. Yeah, Larry should do great. Yeah, and some of our less-known people, like Greg Grant's on there. Very very inspirational. (laughs) They've got a, a resume on each of the speakers and a picture. So if you want to know what these people look like that we're always talking about on here, open up the speaker section uh, after you get on the plantanswers.com. And uh, it's got a long, long list of speakers. And uh, pictures by them and bio by Tom Tom Leroy is on there. Yeah, Tom's got I haven't seen him (laughs) in a long time. Yeah, the only only one I didn't see on there was uh, Bill Adams. I'm surprised he wasn't on there. But everybody else is on there. And uh, like I said, $50 for, per person for inspirational speakers and virtual tours. And uh, so you'll be able to click on that. And even though this virtual deal costs $50, an in-person conference like this can cost up to eight hundred to thousand dollars, with registration, hotel, and travel. Right. So, uh, if you want to participate, uh, sign up before midnight tonight. And, and and people may be fussing because I had, didn't have this on first, maybe last weekend. Yeah, what's up with that? I got this Thursday. What? <laughs> and I had to get it to my webmaster, and he had to get it on the web, on the plan answer by midnight tonight. Well, that people are looking for information like that, so they'll. Be, oh yeah, they'll be. Uh, some of them will be happy to have the opportunity, even though it's. A, a wish you could <laughs> I have information earlier. Yeah, I I don't uh, I don't know if they have limited. You know they're doing it virtually, so yeah. it's possible they could have a. Well, it's just like our limited our land, landscape school. We have right, a limit of fifty people. Right. All right, we got Marty on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Marty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Okay, how are you guys doing? We're doing okay. We got the real Grandy Gold Peppers back. All right, and uh, I, 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 they're just, they're still out there, and lots of beautiful yeah. and penguins too. Penguins, peppers, <laughs> chili patine peppers. Uh, I'll, I'll be on, I'll be going next week plants. to get them. I'll be going next. I went plants. there a couple of weeks ago, and I got me a lantana and a blue plumbago, and they're they're really doing All really right. great. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, I was wondering uh, when would be a good time for me to not uh, crepe murder, but cut back my Myrtle to trim it. No, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, really. They haven't leafed out at all. No, they haven't leafed out. Okay. You mean are they? They're alive, aren't they? Yeah, that's what. Right, I'm... they're alive. Yeah, but they haven't okay. leafed out yet. I have some sprouts. You know, I have some sprouts. What do you want to prune back? The little sprouts that are coming out. I'm gonna and just let the branches grow. You know, okay. I don't like to, like those sucker shoots. I don't like those. 
Yeah, um, okay. You're a good man. Yeah. Now, yeah. If, if people are listening that their crape myrtle have died, uh, they can prune them all the way back to live wood. Okay. Or in some cases, all the way to the ground. Oops. Uh, and they'll and then work with those little sprouts that you don't like right now to make you okay. a new tree. Okay. Also, okay. I was wondering, uh, has the Gold Star Esperanza come in? Yeah. I, uh, yes. They came okay. in. They were at the front of the nursery. The people have been buying them. But okay. uh, uh, Trace went ahead and got them early before they really had any bloom on them. Uh, but okay. you can be confident that they are gold star Esperanza. They have they have uh, buds on them, but okay. uh, that's all that Millburgers will sell is gold star. Okay, so so they do have some in stock, right? Yeah. Well, okay. I don't guess they've sold out. Yeah, know. we better we better check <laughs> before you things go quickly. They had a bunch of them in because uh, I was two weeks ago. Was it? Yeah, was it two weeks ago when I was promoting the. Uh, <laughs> Tropical <laughs> milkweed. There you go. And I and I said, well, <laughs> well, yeah, they're right over. Where are they? They were right. <laughs> yeah, and but sold pe- them. Yeah. But people are really yeah. buying plant material. Yeah, I know. And, I went and got me a, a Meyer lemon, and uh, I was oh, surprised. Well, you were lucky because they they're yeah. gone. Yeah, they're gone. And I, and I and I told my son he went with me. I said, you know what? We better snatch it up now because if we wait, if yeah, we you're they, right. It may not be there. Well, Today like would have been too it. late. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you very thank much for the info, and I really thanks, love you Marty. Okay, Marty, we'll try to uh, get an announcement out, yeah. out to, today before the show is over. Fred, we got to take a thank break, you. so don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back in just a moment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, sixteen zero four on Bull Verde Road on nine thirty a.m. The And more birthday songs. Tim McGraw's birthday uh, yesterday, morning, uh, May 1st, Oops. 1967. 210-308-8867 is our number. But here's another number for you. And I mentioned that you wouldn't want to go maybe yesterday. But today, head on over there to Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner, and Northwest Military. And visit with Kyle or Bill or all the gang over there. Because it's a great place to shop and have fun and get things to uh, beautify your yard and bring nature and we're going to get Kyle on maybe next week if he can do it and talk a little bit more about what's happening now. Uh, but, yeah, the hummingbirds are coming through, and uh, there's all kinds of great things happening with nature. And it's a great way to uh, to create a wonderful hobby right there in your own backyard. Uh, and they help you. They'll help Wild Birds Unlimited. They'll help you get the right supplies, the right feeders, whatever you need. They're problem solvers. That's what I like most about them. Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Call them at 210-479-BIRD. 210-479-BIRD for Wild Birds Unlimited. Fred is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Fred, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Thank you. Hello. I've got... Uh, we uh, we, there we go. I've got uh, a couple of grapefruit trees, <clears throat> large trees that uh, uh, were 20. prolific bearers and uh, really 
great trees, but the, obviously the the freeze uh, heavily damaged them, and uh, they're beginning to put out uh, on the large part of the trunk, way down in the, uh, you know, like head high in the trunk, and the way it's putting out the the uh, the sprouts are real close together and dense and tend to be toward the inside of the the trunk, the limbs, and uh, I'm just wondering what to do with that. If it's going to make a, will it make an, a tree again, or is it just going to be a, a big bush? And, uh, well, grape, grapefruit are uh, generally grafted onto a, uh, a seedling rootstock. Do these sprouts, are they coming out high, high up on the trunk, are they coming out? Well, on one tree, it's only about um, um, 10 inches off the ground. On the other tree, it varies from about 3 feet from the ground to about uh, 8 feet from the ground. And these okay, are from, well, uh, they're, they're both from seeds, so they're not grafted. Oh, are they? Yeah. You grew them from seed? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, was and it, it's got was it, it's got the most fantastic fruit and so prolific. I give away literally hundreds of grapefruit. Yeah, every year. is it is it is the fruit the color of the fruit inside red? It's or a, is it's it a pink. A, is it's it pink? pink? It's not not a dark red. It's not a ruby red, but it's pink. It's not uh, yellow okay. either. Man, it is okay. Well, for good, the, the, if, if it's if they're from seed and they come true from seed, uh, you need to you need to cut the top of the tree. How to, how big is the tree now? Well, it was about uh, close, must have been close to 20 feet, about 20 feet. Oh, it's a big tree, yeah. Well. You would be well off to just go ahead and uh, chainsaw all that dead wood out uh-huh. uh, all the way to wh- where you see those sprouts coming out. Uh-huh. Whether they're at the bottom of the tree or whether they're up the limb of the tree. Okay. Of course, the ones that are up the limb of the tree will come back into fruit a little bit earlier than the ones coming out from the bottom of the tree. Okay, but uh, the the top dead portion is uh, will not come back, obviously. Yeah. And what you what you can do after those sprouts start growing, uh, you need to uh, you know you know after they get uh, four to six inches tall, and uh, you need to thin those clusters out to to okay. that one or two of the most vigorous shoots coming out. Good. And uh, what is that? they will eventually, huh, grapefruit. Grapefruit. Uh, they will eventually grow back into your tree pretty fast, too. Okay. Yeah, that's that answers my question mainly. I was, they're coming out so dense, I was wondering if I should thin, thin them out. And they all seem to be... Uh, growing toward the center of the tree instead of, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they they'll it? also grow toward the sun. Even the lemons are doing that toward yeah. the center and stuff. But uh, what you're going to have to do is thin them. Uh, in other words, what you're doing is trying to make another trunk, right. main trunk. 
And so where they're in a thick cluster like that, just I think you can start peeling them off from the outside. You know, the ones on the outside of the cluster. Oh, and okay. uh, and leave the, the tallest, strongest yeah. one. Okay. But be careful yeah. doing that because you can break break your one you want to keep off real easy. I know. They, they break off real easy. I've noticed that. Yeah. Well, okay. and instead of instead of breaking them off, maybe you want to use pruning shears and cut them as low as you can okay. from that cluster. Okay. Well, good. Okay. You know, I'm I'm sure we've missed the. Uh, there won't be any fruit fruit this year. What what could I expect as far as it's starting to bear again? Do you think uh, next year? Okay. Good. For the ones. That have the up on the limbs, up on the main limbs, but then the ones coming out of the ground, they're going to take a little bit longer. They're yeah. going to grow faster, but they're going to take a little bit longer. Okay. Well, thanks for the help. That answers my question. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't. It. I'm. I'm glad you didn't listen to Milton's advice. That was not my <laughs> advice. <laughs> Kiss a goodbye. That's what he used to tell me. I never said that. <laughs> well, it. I was worried they took a long time before they started sprouting. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, we we put grapefruit, as far as a hardiness is concerned, below lemons, I think. Oh, gosh, yeah. Except my grapefruit has shown no growth. <laughs> yeah. Dead. They well, look dead in the doornail. Yeah, well, these are kind of close to the house. In fact, they're too close to the yeah. house. Yeah. Well, good. Did you say they were bloom sweet or what were they? No, rubies. He said they were from seed. Oh, and they're uh, white. They've got that light pink oh. color. They're not the really red one. And he yeah. grew it from seed. Yeah, and they. All have, right. uh, good luck. They are, they are sweet Bur and grapefruit. Oh, Thank yeah. you for the advice. Okay. You bet. Thanks, bring, bring us some grapefruit next time they fruit. Okay. I'll do that. I'll find out how to do that. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Fred. You take care. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You know, I love our listeners. Okay, I do too. I've, I've associated, gotten very friendly with a lot of our listeners. But sometimes they kind of bother you. I got this picture from one of our <laughs> one of our main listeners. Yeah. Billy McKenzie. Yeah. Billy don't mess around with those tomatoes. Send me a picture of his Ruby Crush tomato. <laughs> it looks like a picture should be in the in a catalog somewhere. Look at all the tomatoes. Yeah, come. it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean he said it's there are dozens on there. And the leaves are nice and everything. And uh, all he wrote on there, he didn't even write a message. He just said, subject, rodeo tomato. Well, Enough said. I think yeah. he's rubbing it in. Well, I think he's just uh, celebrating along with <laughs> all the work that's been, that is done to identify Ruby. <laughs> the rodeo yeah. tomato has been worthwhile. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate him sending that picture and congratulate him on a very good. Uh, yeah. Because Billy got these tomatoes. 
Let's see, was it right before the freeze or I, right I, after? I think so. No, I think right before. Right before the freeze. Yeah, he protected him during the freeze. And I don't, I don't think he's alone. I think that uh, a lot of folks are showing um, fruit like that on their yeah. ruby crush. But the sad thing about it was that we, <laughs> the producer of ruby crush, ran out of plant material. Mm. But in fact, the, when you put your article in the paper about it i think we were out of transport oh we didn't have not yeah we did yeah. not have one of the rec- <laughs> not one of the recommended varieties yeah. when we wrote the article so Except they were a week later 10 days later they were back yeah yeah but uh, uh, the that were just just the weather condition but i'm glad uh billy billy stays after him. bhn 968 is doing well too yeah yeah so you, you never got any ruby crush? Did I you? did. Oh yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did I you don't remember if I got. Free? I don't know. Remember if I got it after Billy? But it was. <laughs> it's yeah. They're smaller than uh, than but the uh, the others. Yeah. So I, I got them later for sure. <laughs> I I had to laugh. I I uh, got a magazine with some uh, uh, write ups in it, and uh, one of the. Uh, studies that they uh, uh, quoted was <laughs> which tomatoes take heat the best two separate studies came out on February 2021 looking at how heat impacts tomato crops now this is research from Texas A&M conducted a, they conducted a multi-stepped study to see which varieties can still produce in high heat temperatures, high heat condition. In phase one, the team screened 43 varieties to select with high yield results in the open field. 18 made the cut. And so that, that, uh, that's what we always try to, try to do. But I, I instead of the, uh, <laughs> It's instead of the uh, uh, research commi- uh, condition that these were exposed to, we just have to grow them out in the farmer's field and pick them. And that's where it comes. That's where the rodeo tomatoes come from. In fact, uh, David Rodriguez and Dr. Stein and have already planted this year's uh, uh, test. Out at Versa. If Versa ever throws us off plates, which is possible, uh, the rodeo tomato will be no more. Because mm. we've done all the testing out there for 40 years. Wow. Uh, but I don't believe you, Jerry. You'll find a, the team will find a, a way to continue to go. Of course. We will take all got, and any suggestions you might have, Kevin. We'll find out more about this and what happens right after this. <laughs> You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More in a moment right here on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. 
We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. There we go, and welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, ready to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free at 866-308-8867. When last we left, Dr. Jerry Parsons was talking about tomatoes in trial. The trial <laughs> was on. 18 had made the cut. What happens next? They measured chlorophyll levels. Sure. Plant height, stem diameter, and where each variety fell on the heat injury index, and uh, they they measured the the each variety's leaf gas exchange. Sure, who wouldn't? Yeah, leaf temperature, chlorophyll fluorescence. S. P-A-D, which stands for Soil Plant Analysis Development Value, Electrolyte Leakage. You ever had electrolyte leakage in your tomatoes, Calvin? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for oh, the, oh, you, the, you, the, you, the, ta- the taste know. and the production levels. No, 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 no. We don't do that. You'd know if you uh, had electrolyte leakage. Yeah. Heat Injury it's Index and... Last but not least, yield. Oh, good. And the varieties which they chose, one was called Heat Master. Have you ever heard of that one, Kel? No, but it's a combination of a couple of names yeah. we're familiar with. Uh, HM1823. I heard of that That's one. a rodeo tomato. Uh, Valley Girl. Yeah. I've heard a, of that. Kind of a sister to... Our other valley cat. cat. A celebrity. Celebrity? It made it too, yay. Good for celebrity. And uh, you can rest assured that uh, we did not take these measurements when we chose the uh, rodeo tomatoes. You didn't take into account Uh, electrolyte leakage? (laughs) I, I I made a talk. One time at the uh, National Horticulture Meeting, and I said the best way to evaluate varieties is by the farmer index uh, ratio. Because if you plant tomatoes like a with a farmer or tomato farmer, like uh, Versus out there at sixteen oh four and thirty five south. Uh, after we've all, like I said, we planted tomatoes out there for 40 years, and uh, by the maybe third week after they start producing tomatoes, that farm will tell you which are the best varieties. In oh, the really? Yeah, out of 20, 25 varieties, because they drive over them, or the, they drive in the, between them with the tractor. Right. And they can look down and see the see if they've got fruit or not. So uh, a farmer index, uh, we do we do use the farmer index, but we do go out and look ourselves. But uh, and basically, it's which one has the uh, most tomatoes, 
after the heats heat arrived and uh, which one sized the best tomatoes and which ones had the best plant to cover the tomatoes and uh, enlarge the tomatoes so uh but this this proves that we have chosen a few good ones just a few yeah and, we, and should we have recognized heat master hey, what should we have recognized heat master that was the only one that didn't sound like it was a rodeo tomato. Uh, what was it? Did we tested Heat Master, but it seemed like it was a long time ago. Oh, okay. I, th- I think uh, that's the one that uh, the Hill Country growers used to like a lot. Oh, okay. And I think they quit doing the seed, quit making yeah. the seed. But anyway, right. we, we have we have been uh, verified, confirmed. You do all wrong. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have a, a caller who has done extensive research on Uh-oh. celebrity tomatoes and would like to talk to us now. He calls us all the way from Johnson City. Oh. Johnson City Joe is on the line with his research on celebrity tomatoes. Hi, <laughs> Joe. What do you know? Well, I just needed to call because I love to hear that name, Celebrity Tomato, come up. Well, it comes up often and has for the last uh, 35 years. Yeah, and I always know I, I, uh, Jerry's going to ask me for my extensive list of research sources. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, it, uh, he uh, he always perks, y'all always perk my interest on something. You know, I guess I don't have enough to do at my age, but... Uh-huh. Anyway, the thing I don't uh, celebrity's been around a long time. Okay, right, right, all right. And the man who developed it is a very famous uh, he uh, in the horticultural world in, in vegetables. But yeah. the, it was an all-American selected variety in 1984. Right. How did it take so long for it to become a Texas superstar? Well, the problem with the problem with celebrity is we've been using it for thirty eight years, and uh, it just uh, we were. Well, there's not. Does it predate the superstar? Well, it's not. A, it's, it yeah. just it's no. not a tendency in those kind of identification programs to go back yeah and to say oh well as everybody knows this celebrity should have been selected <laughs> you know they, they, well, just they didn't kinda, have a superstar program yeah it's just kind of like a here we're starting now and mm-hmm. we got these tomatoes but uh <laughs> then you get if you get uh to the point where you relax or, or it's like celebrity is such an outstanding tomato you say hey yeah we better uh take the time to recognize that, too. It's the most reliable of any tomato that I've ever planted. Yeah, it is. Uh, So how many have you planted, Joe? Hundreds? And it was... uh, uh, Most people think it tastes good. It does taste good. It is reliable. The other thing which I have found is it is semi-determinant. That's right. This is my own... Okay, because during the summer, once it gets real hot, I will cut that plant back, clean it up, okay, clean it up real well, 
Yeah. And I will get tomatoes again in the fall off that same plant. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we we try to explain to people on uh, a semi-determinate plant. Uh, that we use them down here because most of the time when they get through producing fruit in the middle of the summer, it's so hot and people taking vacations and the spider mites come in, uh, it, it pretty well plays out in midsummer. But if you cut it back, if you cut it back, uh, like, you, like you say there, clean it up, watered, keep it watered and fertilized, it will produce fruit in the fall, but uh, smaller fruit usually. Yeah, generally smaller and maybe not as much. Right, as yeah, before. right. But, uh, I mean, I'll have, uh, off, of, off of my celebrities, I will have tomatoes from, you know, June up to the first freeze. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, they, and, they, uh, they, it, 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 it just it warms the cockles of my heart, Jerry and, <laughs> and Calvin, when y'all talk about celebrity, because if there's a plant heaven, celebrity's oh. going to be there. Lord wow. have mercy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Joe, well, did you get any rain up there in Johnson City? Lots of rain. It was overflowing. Uh, I dumped it a couple of times, you know, when it got two or two couple of inches or so. And then I said, to hell with it. I just let it flow over. And <laughs> I dumped it out yesterday after the rain finally quit. And it was totally full. So I don't know, eight, maybe nine inches. Yeah. But wow. Dallas River got uh, on a rise, on a flood. So. Yeah, it did good, and it fell fell over the weird recharge zone, I guess. Oh yeah, oh, uh, it, it's guess coming so. up. <laughs> yeah, y'all ought to have water coming up through the rocks down there. there well, I kind of kind of expect it to be a, to get back up to the average level for this time of the year, and in the Trinity, of course, will get a good good exposure. So, yep. that's uh, we needed it for sure. Oh yeah. Sure did need it at the right time, but my, my weeds are even loving it right now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it funny like because uh, two yeah. inches. Those fade, my faded uh, weeds greened up, but they look like they're <laughs> like it's uh, two months ago. Is that and that uh, weed or beggar's lice? No, the beggar's lice is done for. I've I've got the uh, oh, blue blue the. Uh, Grassy weeds, so rescue grass and yeah. the annual bluegrass. Well, you at this keep point. those. Yeah, I'm it letting my rid of those. I'm <laughs> letting those all go to head seed right now. Yeah, I have. Mine, mine is about eighteen inches tall. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, mine. Now mine isn't. I've got. I don't have much soil. Like, <laughs> I've got some great caliche rock there, though, and chalk. <laughs> <laughs> of mine is people want to get rid of grass and put down an expensive lawn. Well, <laughs> in my neighborhood, the winter lawn looks better than the summer lawn for sure. Because That's right. Of the lack of soil and the the fact that those weeds respond to uh, the well, situation without, without irrigation. Well, my at all. I've just put in 
uh, beds, <laughs> garden beds. I just walked through it. Yeah. Whatever yeah. lawn I got is in the back, and I just yeah. let that grass grow as long as it wants to. Yeah. And go That's see. What... I, I love well, my annual I just want to thank y'all. I made my day. When you, we know how to make you happy now, Joe. Celebrity, celebrity, celebrity. Uh, there you go. Don't, don't overdo it now. That's right. Tycoon, tycoon. Uh-oh. Well, yeah. I got tycoons. So I'll be testing them out. Okay, good. All right. Are we, uh, All right. Thank we'll you we'll maybe introduce you to if uh, if come back. Steve Brown. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Joe. Take care. Good talking to you. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. It's nice to know that just mentioning a tomato can make a listener happy. Yeah, maybe we need to just have a recording of us saying celebrity. <laughs> we do. We'll just play it. Periodically. We'll just have it. Well, we got, we've got Coming a back from break, and we'll know that Joe's happy. There's <laughs> at least five or six varieties of t- tomatoes and peppers that that somebody has identified as their favorite. You yeah. Know, Steve Brown, Tycoon, and <laughs> so we could do, we could have those kind of special recordings. I, Milton oh, could just push the yeah, button. Right I would hate for Joe to be testing uh, Tycoon up there and it outdo his yeah. celebrity. Yeah. Wouldn't that be terrible? Yeah, you know, Jerry, though, <laughs> as you well know, when you have developed an affection for a variety like oh, that. Oh, yeah. It, it takes a, f- a few years and a lot of really difference <laughs> in performance for you to change your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the aquifer levels June of 2020. It was at 672, and currently it was at a, a, a 654. So I wonder how much it'll shoot up. And that last reading was on Friday. So. What is, is it? Six, uh, 654, as a Friday. Yeah. I would guess that we have three more inches, six feet at least, seven feet maybe. Wow, that'd be great. Hmm. All right, 210-308-8867. Share your, your favorite tomato story with us at 210-308-8867. What tomato makes you happy? I bet, I bet people are just crying all over our listening audience uh, because we've talked about celebrity so much. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I think the interesting thing about celebrity, we all we always planted as a Back. as a standard. Yeah, yeah. In other words, to compare other wow. tomatoes to. Well, it makes Billy's uh, report and p- picture of the uh, yeah orange crush. I mean, the ruby ruby crush, crush. Ruby crush makes me hungry for both <laughs> both ruby crush and uh, yeah the nine sixty eight. The uh, the uh, anyway we we used to plant them uh, we always plant them as a as a comparison for the other variety and uh, back when, back when we used to do taste tests right it's very interesting because <laughs> sometimes celebrity would be toward the top. Of uh, uh, your taste test, I had uh, about twelve or fifteen uh, Master Guard uh, volunteers, uh, ranging from uh, eighty-five to uh, 
maybe 65 years old, uh, most of which had uh, dead taste buds. But so we would compare all the varieties, and uh, there were no uh, all grown in the same field, same ripeness, fertilized and watered the same way. And celebrity would normally be close to the top, but uh, some years, it was erratic. yeah, some years celebrity would be lower than the other varieties. Uh, and and uh, in our taste test, and then some years, like I said, it would maintain its close to the top uh, deal, but it was consistent in the top ten. Uh, we usually had twenty five varieties out there, so uh, it it has a tendency to taste good too. We never have uh, considered celebrity to be a uh, heat-setting tomato. Uh, I don't think it was developed to be a heat-setting tomato, but uh, it always uh, it always did held its own in the yeah, fall, people fall planting. People expect it to be a good, consistent producer, and it generally is a consistent producer. Yeah, and I think the first tomato that Trace got in uh, one of the first tomato varieties that he got in was celebrity. Normally, that's the case. Yeah. This year, oh, I think right? this year I think I got celebrity tycoon and the fish, all in the first batch. Okay. So. Uh, the fish. Uh, if, if people I, protect. This is the easiest Red, way to remember Red it. Red snapper. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that I. Or I, I remember right? the fish too. Yeah, that's red snapper, but no. I, yeah, the fish right. is easy to remember. Red snapper red has to come after I say the word fish. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you, Trace, you didn't see our Billy McKenzie sent in the pictures of his ruby crush that he got here? Well, it looks like he's going to be able to feed us all. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't bragging if it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I, I was looking through some old questions and answers I had that we hadn't covered and uh, this was a while back said somebody wrote in and said my esperanza is dead from the freezes when can i plant one and when will they be available and which yellow bell's name does not does not have the beans on it well we're greg and i uh, are looking for one that uh, doesn't have seed uh uh, but well, uh, well, then it wouldn't exist in the real world, right? Well, there's always sports, uh, always uh, out of every population of seedlings, uh, you can get maybe 2%, 3% that are seedless, maybe a dwarf. Uh, that's why I was wondering about that rose, whether it was a seedling or a sport. But anyway... Uh, we wrote back, said, uh, I would not give on, give up on Esperanza just yet. It may come back from its root system. However, you can plant one as soon as the nurseries have them, which should be by mid-April. Now, we're in May, and we sent our cabin out to look at your supply. At one time, <laughs> you almost had that out, out of parking lot full of, Esperanza. Yeah. And I mentioned 
that they have buds on them but not bloom. That was a 30-minute supply. Mm. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's somewhere under, when I went and counted, <laughs> there were under 20. Yeah. I think people jumped ahead and planted them because I see them coming up now where Esperanza has been in a long time. Just like the Sagos that you said wouldn't? Yeah. Just like the Zalosma that I said wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, and I have to admit the uh, viburnums have started to have they come sprout. Back they're, they're sprouting, yeah, from the roots. <laughs> And uh, I got a ugly letter, uh, ugly email the other day from somebody with pictures showing their uh, proud of Barbados sending up a little bit of sprout. All right. So we'll see if they're going to. Uh, what I, I, can't, see, I can't wait for those to come in because I think every other question is, where are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and even under a normal year, this is too early. Oh, yeah. But uh, everybody loves them. Everybody, and, and they want them. They, I could have sold probably 10,000 of them already. <laughs> Not a joke, either. Right? Probably 10,000 of them already if I could have had them. Yeah. Gavin went out and counted. How many do, did you find out there? Esperanza? Yeah. Just under 20. Just under 20, Esperanza. Uh, and Pat, they were over in that corner there. One of the staff yeah. had identified where they were. Yeah. <laughs> and we told... Uh, we told everybody that, uh, you know, we've said in the past, if they're not blooming, don't buy them. Uh, and one of, one of the criterions of, uh, <laughs> of this year is if you're going to buy them, get them from Millburg. That's always, that's always the criteria yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all, that's all y'all buy is, uh, gold stock mm. or try to, try to buy it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I carry, I like to carry those new funky colors and dwarfs and yeah. I even get the the tall orange growing one occasionally. Yeah, they're uh, (laughs) they're those their mother's gold star. Oh, and Mother's Day's coming up. Yeah, there you go. Have you you gotten any of those uh, red ones from Arizona? No, I mean I got one batch, but they're all gone. But the one, the <laughs> one that's uh, that's the one that starts out UT orange that turns to Aggie, Aggie maroon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that uh, hadn't been available yet. You probably die because of that. Because it didn't want to change. It didn't want to color. Rather die than change. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then I, I wrote on the answer to. I know of no variety of Esperanza that does not produce beans. Now, one of the one of one of some of the ones you're talking about out of Arizona, uh, like I say, are Gold Star uh, relatives. And uh, when I was growing them, they we picked out several that didn't have seed on. So, do you know if this red turns orange thing has seed? Well, I've seen the seed pods. Okay. So well, I, that seed. I would assume that they may not be viable, but yeah, it's yeah. got to got to got that bean on it. Yeah, if it has pods, it's got it's. Uh, but uh, we know. I don't think we've ever found one uh, that were uh, that was uh, pure, sterile, not sterile. And uh, James Spivey produced all those that you got hmm. there. It went to eventually went to Arizona and uh 
now coming out from uh, from that nursery out there. Hey, we got to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace, and uh, Calvin Finch right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. John is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, John, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, John, you there? Oh, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, now yeah. we got you. What's going on? Okay. I said just a beautiful day, huh? It is oh, a beautiful yeah. day. It really is. I just had a question. I've got several of the uh, Parsons penguin peppers, and they're growing fine. But I was I was looking for a little more history on uh, how they came about. Is it uh, simply a selection of the chili pekin peppers, or how exactly were those developed? Well, this may take a while, so I'm going to go next door, maybe buy a soda, (laughs) gas up the car. No, it's going to be answered very simply. Is it? Okay. Go to plantanswers.com and look up, uh, what do we want to type in there? Look under peppers. (laughs) It's under peppers or maybe vegetables. Uh, And look for... uh, Parsons Potent Chili Penguin. Now, I read uh, that article, and it was a, a fine article, but it really didn't uh, address the question I had about uh, where it the, came the from? history of that particular pepper. I thought it had a, I thought it had a picture in there of the original. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, I mean, it's got some nice photos and a, and a good history of uh, of uh, peppers and 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 about <laughs> how the penguin compares to the pekin. Right, but, uh, right. As far as the history of, of where you found yeah. that one or developed that one. Where did the one? idea come did from you... and where did you find it? Yeah. I, uh, fi- we found it <laughs> in a garden that uh, uh, Calvin was actually t- testing some uh, different types of raised beds. Yeah. Uh, of deal. And it was over off of uh, uh, Military Drive. Oh, really? That's where we had our extension office over there and this thing came up uh and had had the most beautiful shape to it that i've ever seen and just full of uh beautiful red pepper and it was over to a side i i think it it i think it came from across of the uh patine which is a a bird pepper you know they call it a bird pepper yeah the little bitty one huh little bitty one and a, uh, I think it's got a little Serrano blood in it. Hmm. So, so you don't think it's, it's just a sport of the Pekin, but rather is no, a cross between no, two peppers? It's, it's, it's got to be a cross. Because uh-huh. it's, it, but it's hotter. It's hotter. Everybody that's <laughs> eats hot pepper yeah. say that it's hotter than uh, the Pekin. Well, I have some friends who claim to like hot peppers. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a little hotter than the patine. Now, if you want to burn them up, get some uh, 
get some of those really hot ones. I think we had some transplants of uh, those really hot peppers. Uh, they're kind of shy bearers, but uh, let me say, what are they? I can't think of the names right off off hand. But uh, I know we've had some plants of them before. And, and but, will uh, it uh, breed true from the seed? Yes. The, in fact, those plants that you got uh, were harvested from uh, a seed that I had over here at the greenhouse in San Antonio. And uh, then uh, I her didn't harvest very many of them because they were orange. <laughs> but <laughs> he doesn't well, like the orange. One of the sports that comes out of that thing, or uh, I guess you call it a sport. Well, you wouldn't call it a sport. You'd call it a selection. Uh, is an orange one. The 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 true chili, uh, Parsons chili. Is red, ripens red. This one ripens orange. And within every population of plants uh, of red, you'll have several oranges. Uh, and uh, I've been told that they're hotter than oh, the red. Right? Oh, wow. Uh, like I say, I, I always have to be told. Yeah, you ain't going to try. I ain't tasting them. And, uh, so, so I could the, just let the fruit mature and save some of the seed back absolutely. Uh, at the end of the harvest. Huh? Absolutely. And uh, it's probably best to, a lot of people let the whole pods dry. Uh, I've found that's kind of hard to extract the seed. Uh, so what, what we do is, uh, I don't know if I had this on the, on the website or not, is harvest the fruit. Uh, uh, the, the small fruit, and then put put a bunch of ripe fruit in a, a Ziploc bag, a Ziploc plastic bag, with all the air out of the bag, and then walk on them. In other words, where the where that juice won't squirt out and get you, and uh, so just walk on them on your patio or something. Uh, and so, and walk on them one time. Sounds uh, like an wait, ex- exercise for a <laughs> sure-footed person. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait a day or two so that the ones you smashed the first time have a chance to kind of rot and uh, decompose. And then walk, them up, walk on them again. And walk on them until you've got uh, a mush of uh chili peppers a mulch of seed (laughs) anyway mush of seed and then when they're mush of seed uh then open the plastic bag very careful the ziploc bag very careful because if you get some of that juice on you Oh, going to burn a little bit, huh? Or uh, on your hand and then have, want to go to the restroom, you're in serious trouble. <laughs> and so uh, carefully put water in that uh, open mush of uh, seed, and the 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 uh, mush will come out and the seed will go to the bottom. That was exciting. Uh, 
Jerry, without you, without you having to get the juice. Is this label Jerry's mush <laughs> procedure? Yeah, the, the mush. No, it's Jerry's safety, safely extracted uh, uh, patine seed. You know, oh. and, and just hey, let it get really red, I guess, before you do that. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I picked them red. In fact, the last. Uh, <laughs> The last ones that we harvested and uh, uh, that you got those plants from were harvested by Jack Hoover. Oh. Because he he had hurt his leg or couldn't walk around. So I just got him a little chair and uh, Mm -hmm. set him by the bush and uh, picked peppers. Well, wow. And then he bushed there's a he, lot yeah. of peppers out there. And he moved out of the area. Yeah, he yeah, moved yeah. shortly after he that. He thought that one excuse would help him. Oh, I hurt my leg. <laughs> Jerry found a way around that. All right, you let's know, see him defeat this one. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be out of state. I would, I would uh, uh, tease Jerry about uh, that pepper thing <laughs> if uh, I didn't remember when I was in Uh-oh. in a uh, display with the, <laughs> for the men's garden club, and they were Uh-oh. they were showing hot peppers, uh-huh. and I had uh, I was showing somebody a hand, and then I went oh rub, no rub my forehead. Next thing I knew, I had these uh. <laughs> sizzling red marks all the way across my forehead. So they that just the touch of uh, those yeah. hot peppers. Yeah. Can be can be pretty. No, I'll burning. take it to heart, and I really appreciate the information. <laughs> yeah, well, tell us how it goes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, good. thank y'all. Thank you, John. You take care. All right, uh, that'll free up a line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And we still got a lot of penguin peppers left out here. Yeah. In fact, they're the best looking peppers on the of uh, they've on the got table. for sale out here, and they're right by the Rio Grande pepper, which is not hot. It just is belchless. Right, which some people want. <laughs> Did you send those to your? Have you sent those to no, North South to. Carolina? I need to to Alabama. Alabama, how I many? Not yet. Yeah, you ought to. We got a convoy going up there soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was fixing to say, if you wanted to mail them, yeah. All you could do is take these large plants, lay them down in a box, and really put them plastic over. Yeah. Uh, no, put uh, newspaper over. Okay. And then they'll ship. That'd be fun. Yeah. Right. 210-308-8867. We are going to take a quick break. And while we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery. 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Cherry Parsons. Back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of today's show. One question I got, uh, 
uh, somebody writ, wrote in, probably from the Valley, is that I've always heard of skinning a Mexican fan palm. It leaves the trunk somewhat smooth compared to the stubs of the leaves after cutting. How is this done? The answer is that those stubs are leaf bases, dry and somewhat decomposed, that can easily be pulled off, leaving a smooth trunk. I've never heard of that. Skinning or removing them permanently is not recommended as the trunk uh, will be wounded, inviting insects and diseases. But I, it almost sounds contradictory. They talk yeah. about it comes off easy and they're dry, and then the next thing it's a a, a wound. Yeah. <laughs> wound, eh? Well, I imagine the longer you wait, the uh, less wound you have. But I don't think they're talking about sagos. No, no. Oh. But but they're talking they're talking about this uh, Mexican van prom, but to to make it more attractive. Uh. What happened to your loquats, Calvin? Did your loquats get... Well, my, you t- take your pick of uh, a uh, ha- happening, and they they did it. Some lost oh, all really? their leaves, and they're s- starting to sprout from the ground. Some lost leaves, but they're, they're, the stems are still alive, and they've started to re-leaf. Uh, so it's a whole, whole variation of... Uh, of uh, every kind of characteristic you could okay. describe. I'm looking around the nursery and just seeing. So, and I think they've they've taken some stuff down, but the only thing like the Montezuma cypress looks great. The the loquat here looks great. What is the one? I, mean, I assume they haven't cut it down. And they're anticipating it'll come back. That's straight in front of us. That's brown. That brown one. Yeah. Has that beautiful brown color on it. Yeah, that you like so much. Uh, yeah. Well, the one Montezuma cypress is to the right. Right. I think that's some kind of pine. Oh, you think so? Think you know, so. we've we've stared at it and identified it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. And then I don't know what it is. I was trying to see how the pyracantha came back, and it's yeah, the loquat tree that we always watch. Yeah, the loquat having no problems at all. Probably uh, no I fruit. Got, it's got some leaf damage done. Oh, does it? Okay. At the bottom, yeah. Yeah. But probably no fruit this year. How did bamboo fare? I'm afraid it killed most of the bamboo in town. <laughs> wow. <So. laughs> I got a picture of will bring you that was taken in uh, Hawaii uh, of, a, of a young lady walking through, a tra- walking down a trail of, of uh, giant bamboo. Yeah. Uh, or tree bamboo. And it all you can see is uh, the stem, the uh, stems on either side of her, the canes, yeah, on either side of her. It's it's so tall. Oh, it's so tall! Wow. Yeah, it's twenty, thirty feet tall. Goodness. And uh, of course, they use timber bamboo for timber. Yeah, they. That's serious. It's supposed to be the strongest wood in the world. Uh, when it when it gets mature like that. But I think it's a certain type of strength. In other words, it won't break. Uh, here's one from the, ban- the bamboo got uh, <laughs> the foliage. Some places got burnt. And, oh, did it? Uh, but they're 
start started to sprout <laughs> yeah. back, and there's oh, a lot. they come back angry. <laughs> they they just come back with a vengeance. You cut them down, they just yeah. I can, I can remember when we had brush pickup where I used to live. Oh, you two would just get out there all weekend and chop until you couldn't put any more brush out there, and then. They'd be back. A, a week later, they were back, and uh, they were mad. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question that uh, Milton might find interesting. I might. said, I have very bright patches of something, a mole, that is forming on compost between plants. What in the world is it, and how do I treat it? Never seen the stuff before, and I've been gardening a long time. The answer is that forest is something. Hmm. I feel sure that it's one of the harmless so-called dog vomit slime molds. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird name. That is a weird name. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. The, the marketing. Uh, can... There are many articles and images on the Internet that you can see by searching for dog vomit. You ever done a search for dog vomit? I have not. There you go. Because it is harmless, nothing needs to be done. Really, nothing can be done. It is grown on the organic material compost that you have applied to your bed. It is just one of nature's oddities. It, it is helping that organic material decompose. So if any of you out there are are excited about this and really want to see this mold, yeah. Just type in on your search engine, dog vomit. Well, no, don't you have to say dog vomit something else? Uh, no. Aren't you going to get pictures of real dog vomit? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Along with the molds. Uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> why, why couldn't you say dog vomit mold? I don't know. <laughs> See, he seems to doesn't want you to do that. There you go. Well, he's not going to be when you do that out there. In That's the right. Uh <laughs> Also, uh, let's see, what time is it? Got about eight minutes. Eight minutes. I oh, yeah, yeah. Please mention your thing the last time. <laughs> hours are ticking away. Less than ten, uh, a little more go. than ten hours left. <laughs> On plantanswers.com. Right. <laughs> I've got an announcement of, uh, of this. Uh, if you haven't heard us mention it before. I'll see if I can help you on this one. Okay. Of uh <laughs> of a uh, uh, Master Gardener convention that they're having uh, <laughs> they're having uh, virtually uh, virtually yeah and uh, how many people are going to be there <laughs> I don't know I don't know how as many, many as registered <laughs> no I mean I mean how many uh, speakers oh, 16 or 17 16 speakers yeah wow of uh, every horticulturist I've ever known or heard of it's is going to be, be speaking there. there. A lot of those are inspirational. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, we've heard, you've heard them talk. They're incredible. <laughs> that's what it says. This conference includes a How super, doing, Calvin? super lineup doing? of in, inspirational. Well, I know there's two that aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And is and virtual tours, and it's only $50. What? Because you'd expect to pay nearly eight hundred oh, or a thousand dollars. Eight hundred or a thousand dollars, and you get like two speakers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. With a registration, and not even including your registration, yeah. hotel, and travel. 
So this is well worth fifty dollars. Oh my goodness! An yeah. individual. Now they can't at those kind of prices. They can't guarantee I'll be inspired, can they? Yeah, uh, I think so. Really? If I'm I, not inspired, I, I get my money back. The people that are <laughs> on the program, I've never heard give a talk without being inspired. Wow. Whether it's inspired to go to the restroom. <laughs> Just, or... That's true. Let's say what you'll be inspired to do. <laughs> okay. Now the key to it is. Yeah. By midnight tonight. Night this Sunday today, May second. Yeah, midnight. Midnight. You get you've got to register before midnight tonight. You don't have much time. Yeah, and the way you do, they've got a register here. Uh, and we've got that. Uh, you click on that, and that tells you how to register. On plan answers, and also list all those ins- inspirational pictures. The pictures are inspirational, uh, I mean, too? Yeah, well, they are. Wow. Some of them are. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, you got to do it by midnight tonight. And like I say, you can find out where to register on plantanswers.com down to the front page, lower left side. Uh, you'll see the the uh, announcement of it. Does it say what they're speaking on? or? Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, what is what's Greg speaking on? When Larry and David? What? Well, those are the ones we know. <laughs> you know them all, but I mean, are you sure it's not a typo? Fifty dollars, because you know, two a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars easily normally <laughs> to go to this thing between I, airfare and. I think they. I, well, I know they uh, listed it on the. Uh, on the listing. Okay, so I can find it there, huh? But I can't, yeah, I can't, I didn't, there were so many. Yeah. I couldn't make my copy like I used to, so I just uh, copied and pasted. And I think I didn't put that on there. Oh, okay. But uh, I learned something about David Rodriguez. What'd you learn? It says on his write up, says David Rodriguez is g- deeply rooted. In the Texas gardening and landscape plant world. He just wanted to do that pun. <laughs> he started working at the prime age of 10. Goodness. With local nurseries, including Grimm's Garden Centers and Landscape, Wolf Nurseries, and Callaway's here in San Antonio. And do you know what all those... Uh, nurseries have in common? <laughs> yes, I didn't think of this. This is, yeah. What what do they have in common? They're out of business. What? <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> but anyway. he was ten years old. Don't put that kind of pressure on David. He was working at him. He, yeah, he's he just his, a little kid. His daddy, daddy used to work at uh, Grimm's, I think. Yeah, I'm forget where was Grimm's? And, and oh, by, by Wolf's on San Pedro. Okay, that was a main store. And they were side by side. They were pretty well side yeah, by side. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think. I kind of remembered where it was, but I pictured it as wolves. And uh, David started wor- working with his daddy, uh, doing things like potting up plants and stuff like that that a kid can do. But anyway. That's uh, cool. I, learned, I never never thought about that. And um, But like I said, they have a. Ex- extensive uh write up on each one of the people and a picture and uh on that where where you can link to that now if you 
happen not to do it by 12 o'clock tonight, yeah, I'm going to take that down on Monday. That I, oh. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's too late anyway. It's too late to register anyway. Yeah. But. But. Oh, no. <laughs> you can. I, if I leave it up, I imagine they'll leave the registration up but not open. Yeah, it'll say registration And so closed. you can, cl- you can uh, click on, on that and go to speakers. Yeah. Oh, and you can read the bios. I see all those bios. I have downloaded those. Oh, good. All the listing to my computer, since there's so many of the outstanding, uh, enthusiastic uh, horticulture. So we can find out more about Larry and Greg. Yeah, yeah. When did Greg start working at a nursery? (laughs) Well, uh, I don't know if it says or not, but he he, he, uh, started working at a nursery in uh, Port Arthur. Oh, wow. Over there, yeah, uh, and he was, and, and he was like nine and a half, wasn't he? <laughs> Just to beat David. Well, he looked like he was nine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he he started working there, and uh, I don't, I think that was his first job, and then his next job was uh, at, after he got his degree, was working uh, at uh, Extension in Dallas. Oh wow! Answering questions on the phone. Very cool. All right, hey, we got we got to say goodbye. So. Uh, the link Jerry's talking about is at plantanswers.com. Yep. Plantanswers.com. Calvin, real quick, when's well, we when's yours thing? Is that this week? I know it's no, full. No, it's it's uh, Monday and Wednesdays. Okay. Oh yeah, it's for a while. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week on 9:30 a.m. The answer.